Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Bo. He's a great friend. He's someone that I actually met through Twitch, and I've known him for about the same amount of time as I've known Tim, uh, which who was uh, in the first episode, about two years or so. Bo reached out, filled out the forum, and was like, hey, I would love to be on it. And I thought, you know, that'd be really cool. Bo's a great guy. Uh, he's probably one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. I don't think I've legitimately heard him mad or frustrated at all. And I've played a decent amount of games with him. He's a great guy. He's honestly so down to earth, so chill. I hope you really enjoy this conversation because I know that I did. Yo! Yo, what's up, my dude? Hey, Bo. Oh, gosh, you're loud. Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's not your fault. I changed up some of my uh, settings on my computer because I realized for whatever reason that Discord was like at 50% volume compared to the rest of my computer. So I couldn't hear anyone unless I put them at like 200%. (laughs) So like all of my old settings were still, of course, active. So some people are at like, you know, 150. And like, of course, depending on, you know, whatever microphone they use, they're quieter or louder. And you were just a little louder for whatever reason. And so then you came in and it's just like, oh, my ears. <laughs> Make your ears bleed a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I was worried. I wasn't bad, actually. That's good. Um, just it was a busy day. Busy day. Yeah. Can you remind me what you do? Because I remember um, way back when, or I shouldn't say way back when, maybe a couple months ago, you, you used to like load trucks up and stuff. Do you still do that? No, I do not. Whoa. I uh, I used to work for a company called Academy. Um, they're uh, they're like uh, another version of Dick Sporting Goods. Um, and I would uh, load trucks for them. So I would take merchandise that was in the warehouse and put it on trucks according to their store. Um, I left that job because management is awful and i've went back to my old job of working for shell slash twice daily nice gotcha oh cool cool well thanks first of all for getting off work i I would assume you you walked in the door and you sat down at your computer threw on your headset and you're like okay i'm home am i am i wrong in saying that thinking that basically i i told my girlfriend hey and they're they're going to bed right now because they got to work at 6 a.m. And then I uh, got on my computer. Gotcha. Yeah, well, awesome. Thanks for doing that. I'm sorry. You know, if, if you want a shower, you can go do that real quick. It's it's not a big deal. You know, you're you're a few hours ahead of me. So that is uh, OK if you want to take a shower since it is kind of kind of late your time. No, no, no that's all good. I'll, I'll take one afterwards. I was planning on taking one afterwards. OK, sweet. Well, First of all, thanks for thanks for doing this. Uh, it's it's something that's been fun. Um, little known fact, you're the first person to know this. The first episode is actually live. I'm gonna I'm gonna make like a a post tonight and like save it in my. I have like a little testing tab or whatever, so I can just like mess around with bots and stuff. I'm gonna make a little post post it post it in the testing tab. So then tomorrow morning when I wake up, say that it's live. So the first episode of Across the Pond is actually live. And it's been fun editing it and. I've already talked to a few people and got a few other uh, interviews and stuff. Or I shouldn't say interviews, more more conversations. I think that's the best way to put it because put it, it's not really an interview. But um, Ooh, yeah, it, I want to listen to it. Dude, oh crap! Dude. The first episode is with Tim. If you know who Tim is, and, and, and it's yes. it's it's good. Like I I I did really enjoy the conversation that him and I had. Uh, but then the next one that I'm going to be 
putting, I think what I'm going to do, just to kind of spoil it a little bit for you, I think what I'm going to do is when I say tomorrow, oh, it's live, mm. later tomorrow, I'm going to then post the second one and then just kind of go weekly by that because um, I haven't, I have, ugh, I don't like saying interview, but I have a, I have another one planned for Monday and then I have mm -hmm. this one that I have with you. So that's going to be four in total. So I think what I'm going to do is drop another one tomorrow so there's kind of like two up and both of them i feel like are pretty solid so i, I i'm saying that to let you know it is finally happening let's go <laughs> yeah dude i'm excited i'm gonna share it i'm gonna share oh, it thanks bro. i appreciate it um but yeah uh so of course this this whole thing is a little different than what it would normally be because i i kind of know you a little bit um for the most part what i want to do with across the pond is i want to interact and have conversations with people that I literally had no clue existed, you know, a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Um, and of course you're, you're an exception because like I said, I do, I do know you a little bit. Uh, you go by Bo and I of course won't say your real name or, you know, any of your personal information, by the way, if something like that does slip out, just let me know. And I can bleep it out. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's something that I, that I want to make sure you're, you're okay with. So like, for example, if I say, you know, where you live or whatever and you're like please bleep that out. i'll bleep it out no worry no problem um but like i was saying uh it's it's something that this is a little different so um i don't want you to feel any less special than the others because of course this is special like you i'm, I'm giving uh you know the opportunity to chat with you you know someone who i would consider a really good internet friend you know you're super solid you're a really nice guy and um i have a couple questions for you Feel free to interrupt me. Feel free to, you know, kind of throw anything back. You're just like, well, Dan, what about you? You know, like, like if anything, I just want this to be a conversation. Um, but I'm just kind of explaining it, you know, for one, for, you know, the listener in the future. And then, of course, to you, uh, just to kind of kind of get an idea of what's going on. But uh, um, first things first, I, I, I just want to get into it, Bo. I want to get into it. What, all right, all right. what made you choose your college career path? Um, and, and I know what it is, but I want to give you that platform. Like what, what as a kid kind of gave you that, man, I want to go into this. And then what, you know, is continually propelling you to pursue your, uh, your degree. Okay. That, that is a big yeah, question. Yeah, that is. Um, Marinate in so it. So I have changed my field of study multiple times, but they were all for good reasons. And the ones I originally took were for good reasons. Um, but I'm going to try to keep it more, more, more simple here. Uh, right now I am majoring in history. Uh, I want to basically be a teacher. I've always been fascinated with history uh, ever since I was a young kid. Uh, when I was really, really young, this is also kind of segue into video games a little bit. But when I was young, I would say around seven to ten years old, I was really close to my grandfather. Um, my parents were split uh, since my little sister, one of my little sisters, was born. They split up, and so I was close to my grandfather more as a father figure. Uh, and my grandfather was a real big lover of uh, RTS games. And he loved like Age Vampires and stuff like that. So I would always play those games with him. And that started my fascination with uh, history. Uh, you know, in my free times, I would read books. Or um, in middle school and high school, I was at the top of uh, 
we had like a reading list stuff and like you know reading points if you read books and you like did little quizzes on them in the library and i would read books over similar things of that because it it just fascinated me i, I remember oh, i remember that i remember i remember reading books in elementary school and then you would go on the computer and take the little tests and then you get the points yeah 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 and yeah you redeem those points for little like uh gifts or stuff yeah. from the library yeah i remember yeah. that wow I, I didn't realize that other schools did that I, i'm sorry continue i I just i was like man that th that throws me back to elementary school bro holy crap <laughs> yeah um uh i did that a lot and then um when i went into high school uh this is when i was still slowly figuring myself out i was still kind of in the tech you know, I still am, but back then I was really big in the tech. So I was like thinking of computer science, like everyone else around my age nowadays. So during all that, I was starting to take uh, upper level division classes. And I dual enrolled in college while I was in high school. And I had this, the, the teacher who will always like stay with me mentally. Uh, for short, I'll call him Polly G. We mm -hmm. called him Polly G. Mm -hmm. Um he was my AP European history teacher. And just every time I walked into his classroom, I was excited because I just loved his teaching. I loved the subject of European history. Uh, we went to depth. I was always talkative and I was a pretty shy kid throughout high school. So that was my time where I opened up and it was around all these kids that, you know, I've known since middle school, but they were like the, the, intellectual group i don't i i, I kind of hate saying that because i don't want to like make the other people sound that they weren't smart they were all everyone was smart in their own ways uh, but this group was like especially yeah uh, very uh into history uh same as i and it was nice like we had like uh apology would have these salon days for class where he would give you uh he would put out a list he would put a list on the wall and you would uh select the person it would be like from a time frame so I, I remember the enlightenment we did uh the enlightenment and we would select a person from it and you would study them and then on salon day you would you could dress up as them or bring stuff that would symbolize them in some way and you would become them you would basically cosplay as them oh that's and cool be, and like talk to each other as those people and um, I, I remember the day so well because one of my friends, they did John Locke and uh, uh, Thomas Hobbes. They did two people at once, which mm -hmm. is funny because those people kind of contradict their ideologies, contradict, so they would argue with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so then when I came to college, uh, I, I kind of fell out of uh, the original things that I really wanted to pursue. And I was trying to find a new way and I kept looking back on my love for history and just it kept coming up up and up when I kept thinking about what I wanted to do and I was like I want to be a teacher and I also love German so luckily there's uh, what we call hibbas so I took a hibba which is for people who don't know it's a history bachelor's in arts so I can do a minor in foreign language oh, so okay. I'm so I'm minoring in German um, I do want to travel to Germany. Um, I'm also doing it uh, because if my history passion doesn't really work in the teaching field, I can at least teach German to English kids or maybe uh, teach uh, English to German kids and live in Germany because 
I do have a lot of classes in English as well. So, ah, uh, that's really cool. See, I I didn't know that you had um that sort of upbringing because it, it's kind of interesting because I I've heard a lot of a lot of students um that will say yeah you know in middle school or whatever it is I had this really really cool teacher and this teacher uh they were they left such a big influence on me that I decided to go into this field and so it's it's really cool to hear that uh you know we have such a I'll say a diamond in the rough if you will uh sort of um a group of teachers that leaves such a strong influence and I know that if you I should say when you go into teaching you're going to be that guy you're you're going to be a professor vo or whatever you want to go by <laughs> and everyone's going to love that because you know you're you're such a solid dude um what um why germany like like what about the german language or the culture uh, you said you never been there so what is like that that one pull that one draw that really makes you want to say or want to go to germany what makes you say yes i love germany rather than say like spanish or you know somewhere in scandinavia or you know even russia uh so uh before i answer that i do want to say thank you uh, <laughs> and i hope i'm one of those teachers i really want to teach people more than just history more like life stuff as well yeah um very you're very uh, wise i will say that you're very wise <laughs> man and i love it it's so funny, and I, I want to say this again. Uh, whenever you come into my chat and stuff, or like whenever we have little conversations, the amount of little tiny tidbits of wisdom that you leave sprinkled in our conversation, I'm just like, man, this guy knows his stuff. I love it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can thank my grandfather for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for my answer, for Germany, it's um, I really like the language. Um, a because it's Germanic, which is Ger English is also Germanic, so it's it helps in a lot of ways to see. I like seeing the similarities as well as, um, also like including other languages. If you learn other languages, it really helps your primary language, and that's what I like too because I'm getting better at English. And I since I love to read, that it, it's kind of like a a win win type of thing. And then um, with Germany as well is. Every time, like I would study history and uh, look at history, you know, even back when I was a kid and I was studying a lot of the, you know, Roman times, you know, I would like, I, I enjoyed also studying about the, the Goths and the Visigoths and, you know, Central Europe. And then as I moved closer to, uh, you know, the 1400s and uh, throughout the 1800s, I loved studying, you know, the the german st or germanic states under german princes or you know i love the studying of bismarck you know i i really really like otto von bismarck and his unification of germany and how he went to war with so many countries and uh mainly it was france denmark and i forgot the third one but uh he went to war with them and you know out of victories of that he unified the states and made germany uh Granted, I could. I'm glossing over so much. There's, there's so yeah. much in that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I love the history of Germany. I love a lot of the culture and the politics of Germany. I, I love the, the, the food. I really want to try the food. Not gonna lie. Oh, so good. <laughs> it, um, it is so good. 
I'm so jealous that you got to try it, man. Bro, it was such a good experience. I mean, here's the thing, like, a lot of people will tell you that, well, I, here, I, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, um, but I'll say this, like, you can pretty much, well, after COVID, that is, pretty much hop on a plane and land somewhere, and if you have, if you do a, a little bit of research on transportation in each country, it is so easy to get from point A to point B, and it is cheap, too. Mm -hmm. not to mention you can walk in most areas like you can walk around most towns because of how small they are uh even like in munich you can walk around in munich because everything is close together you know their public transportation is really good if you need to like take a taxi or a bus or something like that it, it's so easy to get from point a to point b in in uh europe germany uh, more specifically because i i would say that their public transportation system is one of the better uh, public transportation systems in most in most of europe so i mean mm -hmm. hey just hop on a freaking plane and fly out there and just do some soul searching or whatever you want to what is that what it's called soul searching when you just like go out to to a place you don't know or I spiritual so. journey but, yeah yeah we're all about the journey and not the destination oh yeah like it seriously dude it's so easy even if you even if you're like bro i'm in munich I don't know what to do. I, I think I'm done with Germany. Let me fly to, you know, France or, you know, oh, I want to go see, you know, Copenhagen, which, uh, you know, is a little, it, it's pretty close to Germany, you know, in Denmark and stuff. But I mean, you can, you can hop on a plane and go anywhere. Like it's, it's so easy and I would highly suggest it. Not to mention, it just feels like Germany is like one of the first places that felt like home to me. It was one of the first places I visited outside of the United States, of course, except Canada, but Canada doesn't count. You know, rest in peace. But um, yeah, Germany feels like home to me. So I, I think you'll love it. It's so beautiful. The the history is so rich. You can you, you'll be walking on uh, cobblestone streets and you're, and like at least me, I was like, man, I wonder how many thousands or you know hundreds of years old this road is. You know, yeah, like like and the architecture too. Oh my gosh, like the the like uh, castles structures oh. and like the, the just like the old like almost like dark age like medieval type of like architecture yeah it's it's beautiful there, there's something about it that just really is it, it's definitely not anything like the states because of course the states is only what 300 years old or something like that 1776 mm -hmm. uh, yeah 300 no i i don't know i'm bad i'm bad with numbers but you know only a few hundred years old compared to europe which has been around since you know theoretically the beginning of what we know as human life for the most part so you know it, it's just really cool to see you know all the history and stuff and all these different cities all over europe it, it's beautiful mm -hmm. not to mention the food is just astounding oh my gosh it's so yeah. good you can eat a mcdonald's bow and i i understand it's mcdonald's you know but it does not make you feel bad like fast food here in america does Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i remember uh my wife and i well she was girlfriend at the time but we traveled france together and there was one or two times where like we don't know what to eat so we're just going to go eat mcdonald's bro you feel so good after eating mcdonald's <laughs> even like their fries or their crappy chicken nuggets like you you felt good you didn't feel like you had to go sit on the toilet if you know what i mean like it felt good so yeah i, I would definitely suggest it awesome uh, yeah. And then also with your question, you mentioned uh, Russia. I actually oh, yeah. do really want to go to Russia. Um, that's another place on my list. Uh, I, I have a few countries that are like really high, um, which would be Germany, Russia. And I really want to go to Vietnam and huh. Korea. 
what what about vietnam um well i mean korea korea is kind of self-explanatory you know because huge weeb <laughs> but like what about <laughs> what about vietnam makes you or like what about vietnam is just like man i really want to go there um that's really high on my list because the a friend i grew up with uh since uh birth actually a really close friend of mine um back in sophomore year of high school we were planning a senior trip a senior trip of us just us two going across southeast asia and ending in japan so we would start uh, at the very bottom tip of southeast asia and go through vietnam thailand uh, and travel all throughout there, uh, go through China, and then travel from China to Japan, and then end our travel in Japan. And then uh, it's just, I also just like Vietnam. It's, I also just want to see a country that has a different, like uh, a very different government and political system, and just like, also just like travel and see that like in like with my eyes you know what i mean instead yeah. of just going off like you know i've been taught since the beginning of high school of communism and you know that style of countries but i, I just want to go and see it and also just meet the people and see like is it like all this like being taught you know i i know like you know there's like for me how i see history from teachers it's narratives it's different people's narratives with facts you know, they can add context or tones and stuff and change it. Like the 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 feeling that you're going to get from it, not the actual facts of it. But yeah, yeah. I want to see it for myself. And also, I just want to visit Southeast Asia, mainly because it's also not a place that a lot of people look at to go visit. It's, it's a place where people are just like, oh, if I'm going to go to Asia, I'm going to go to Korea, China, Japan, maybe, uh, you know, Singapore. You know, not many people talk about, you know, Vietnam, Thailand, those places. Yeah. Plus, Buddhism is pretty big over there. And I used to follow uh, uh, some Buddhist types of things. Like the friend I was mentioning, he was a Buddhist uh, for a little while. And, uh, you know, he would teach me some things and tell me about some things. So I, I kind of just want to, like, experience that, too. Yeah. Like, just see what Buddhism is instead of just reading it online or hearing someone tell me about it, you know? Yeah. Just, like, actually talk to a, a a person who's, you know, experienced it or been around it physically instead of just typing it on a, a keyboard or telling me in a classroom, you know? Yeah, no, that that's really cool. Um, a lot of people I know that when they say, oh, I want to go know visit something they usually don't say i want to go experience you know xy religion which is something that i feel a lot of people would benefit from um not even to say you know like there's i don't want to try and like throw throw religion on people but you know there's there's so much value in just trying to learn different religions and just different mindsets and different ways of thinking that uh mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's really cool that, that you say, I want to go and experience that. And that to me just shows you have a lot of, um, what, what's that word? Charisma is not the right word. And I don't know why I'm thinking of that one, but, uh, there, there's a word. The, the and only thing that comes to me is like open. Yeah. Maybe openness, but I, I'm thinking of something else, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Maybe it'll come to me later, but mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, let me take a quick step back. I just want to ask you um, some, because I, you said you're studying, you know, German or uh, Germany, German. Um, would you consider yourself 
or have you taken um, any like linguistics classes or do you want to become a how do you say a linguist linguist uh, or yeah a linguist yeah i think that's the word uh i have taken a linguist class i took that last semester uh i took the history of languages uh the sub of under linguists or linguistics class which is basically it's the study of languages but i took the study of the history of languages mm-hmm. um that was kind of like a subclass kind of here at this university um i took that and i found it very interesting um would i become a linguist no because i it's very difficult to learn languages like it's not just something you can memorize um there's there's like memorization application you know you know also like speaking it a lot and that's why i also want to travel is to actually speak to people who actually know the language or that's their primary language um i have so the good friend i was talking about earlier his girlfriend uh knows multiple languages and she actually Mm -hmm. knows german so i got to speak to her in the little german that i do know that i'm comfortable with speaking and like the little i can understand uh because i'm i'm not fluent but like I can pick up on things and like if someone like writes me something in German, I can figure it out over mm-hmm. a little bit. Like yeah. I can't just know it. Um, but that, that's something I like for me, it's languages are difficult. They're, they're, they are difficult to learn, especially if you're doing things like if you're English native speaker, like if English is your primary language, Asian languages are completely uh difficult because you know that also has like you know the nature aspect of when you were growing up you know your your mind and your body kind of attuned to certain sounds as you grow up and um english and uh asian languages so germanic and asian languages are completely different with sounds as well as like speaking so it's that's why asian languages are really hard um yeah not and not to mention you mm-hmm. have all those symbols <laughs> like yeah. uh, i know that when i was in japan for a little bit i would look at some of the symbols and instead of being like oh this symbol means this you know i'd be like that looks like a smiley face like i'm even trying to be disrespectful or anything but it made no sense to me you know even mm-hmm. trying to understand the japanese language apparently there's three different alphabets one alphabet mm-hmm. has about 20 or so characters the other one has about maybe 30 and then the third alphabet has like over 300 characters i'm just like <laughs> what like, I, I mean, I could be wrong on those numbers. It's been a while since I've actually looked at that. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I apologize. But it's just kind of, you know, like we know the 26 letters of the alphabet compared to their like 400 characters. It, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Japanese has two number systems. I'm not sure about that. I think. Hold on, let me, I got to look that up. How I think they have two. Like they have like two different like uh, ways of like uh, writing numbers or like uh, assigning numbers. Oh, you're right. They have two. They have two numerical systems: the Ichi Nisan system, which is like the one, two, three, and then the Itatsu, uh, Futatsu, and Mitsu system. Um, the Ichi Ichi, I think, is how you say it. Actually, system is used with number counters. I'm not sure what the other one is. That's that's what I'm finding though. I didn't realize that they had two number systems. What the heck? That's so insane. So I that on top of the language, too. Yikes, so, bro. Yeah. Oh, my god. And then uh, Chinese 
it, so the, so I'm learning this in my history of Chinese class. So China, so here, here's some, here's some fun history facts uh, that will kind of shake people up when they're, uh, if they're in high school right now. So in high school, you, we always like talk about how, you know, Europe, we had the printing press from like Gutenberg, right? Yeah. China had a printing press like, uh, back in like, I think it was 1100s. They had a printing press already. Um, and they also had a system, uh, like, I think that was their wood block system. So what they would do is they would carve the symbols on wood and then rub paper and, uh, um, charcoal over it to make their printing press. Um, they had problems with it because they have so many dialects. Um, if you look at a 1960s, I think it was 1960s typewriter in China, it's basically a big block with this wheel that you turn and you select keys. And I think they said they had 56 symbols on it. Jeez. So like China's Chinese is pretty, pretty complex. Um, and I think that was Mandarin. I may be wrong though. Isn't it's somewhere in my notes. No, you're right. It's about 1040 is, I think, the average that most people agree to. I, I just looked it up. Isn't Mandarin considered like one of the hardest languages to learn, at least as like an English speaker or like a, how do I say this appropriately, as a non, I don't know if I should say it, but non-Asian descent uh, person. I, I don't know if I can say that right without being totally wrong, but I know that like if you don't grow up on uh, the 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 symbol language and, and i'm probably butchering this and being super disrespectful but if you don't grow up in that general area isn't it pretty hard to learn mandarin because mm -hmm. it's like like i was um earlier uh it's like with the sounds that you develop so like yeah. when you're a kid you'll hear like, that's why it's like you gotta that's why people are careful with like what they say or what they have around their infants because as an infant you pick up on sounds yeah. And you, you're also your, your throat develops to the sounds like when, you know, you're talking to a baby and you're trying to like get them to like learn the language that you're wanting to them, you'll repeat sounds and they'll repeat sounds back. Yeah. Um, the, the body develops in that way. And so uh, a while back, there were some studies and they showed that people who learn English actually have a very difficult time learning uh, Chinese and other Asian languages that were that are based on symbols due to the the sounds of it, like, oh. um, like trying to say those sounds. It's also like a a good way example of that is like rolling R's in Spanish, right? Yeah, like that's a kind of a difficult sound for some people, and that's due to that. Um, yeah, it is. Different yeah. languages have sounds like that, and it's kind yeah. of hard. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say I can't roll my R's for the life of me. I've tried so hard for years, and I just can't do it. I don't. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, would you consider yourself to be somewhat? Uh, I don't want to say connoisseur, but somewhat of a uh, maybe scholar. Maybe that's too large of a word. Um, when it comes to like sociology and like anthropology, or are you mostly just like I like the German language and I want to learn German or are you more so I want to learn the people or I want to learn like the society as when I'm in high school and then, you know, like apply that. Uh, as a base answer, I will learn everything. Okay. Like, that, that, that's, that's my mindset. I, when I, when I find something that I'm interested, I'm going to learn every aspect about it with the sociology part. 
I love psychology and sociology and the, the setting of people and groups of people. I, you know, I excel in those classes. I, I love those topics. Um, uh, one of my most favorite, like, movies and experiments, even though it was a horrible experience, uh, experiment and it's awful in uh, terms of testing, uh, was the, the Zimmerman uh, Stanford I think that's what his name Zimmer for the Stanford uh, prison experiment. I love studying that, even though it's a horrible experiment. Mm-hmm. I love studying it because you get to see people's morality and you know where what people would do if they were put in certain roles, um, even if it breaks you know what they are as a person. Um, so yes, I like studying like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often catch uh, this. This is going to sound weird, but I often catch myself when I'm in public. You know how like um, we naturally like judge people, even though we don't want to. Uh, oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 brain takes that a little bit farther, and I and I like 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 if I'm at the mall, right, and I'm like you know eating some food at the mall and like shopping for clothes, you know, I'll look around me and like see like kind of like study a person, like see like from what I'm doing from like where I am, like study their mannerisms, like study, you know, how are they speaking? How are they moving? How are they looking at things? How are they, you know, dressed? How are they, uh, you know, interacting with other people or things. And from there I can see like, you know, this person probably or possibly could have done this or went through this or the personality could be similar to this. And like, you know, I wouldn't go up to somebody and like, just make that assumption on them. But in my mind, I can be like, they could lean this way. I'm not going to assume that's who they are, but I'm going to say they, well, that is kind of assuming. I can say like, they could possibly be this and I can assume that, but I'm not going to judge them. Like when I try to avoid judging them. I mean, I try my best, Yeah, but I'm human. Yeah, true. But like back to the sociology thing, like I just like that and psychology as well. That's more psychology if you're talking about specific people or like, uh, individual it's so funny um, that it's so funny that you say that because i'm the same way i i don't know what it is but whenever i'm in public um which of course isn't much right now but i i remember that um when my wife and i you know we used to go say we would go get donuts or we would go get you know ice cream or you know we go shopping together whatever it is um i would look at different people when i was waiting on her to do whatever like ordering you know and i would study people kind of like what you're saying i would like you know not judge them because that's not what i'm doing you know i don't want to be like oh you know they have baggy jeans oh that must mean you know blah 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 but i'm that person who is like oh you know like maybe their 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 hair might look like this you know their hair is a little messy so maybe they had a rough morning you know i'm kind of like that person i'm i'm almost like um sherlock holmes have you have you seen the the sherlock holmes with um uh benedict cumberpatch the the british version Sadly, I have not. Oh my goodness, you have to watch it. It's so good. But uh, is it on Netflix? I think it is on Netflix. Yeah, it it it's seriously okay. so good. Like if you enjoy um, sociology and just the understanding of people, you'll love that show. It is so good. Uh, All right. When you watch it, though, you you um, I'm kind of like uh, Sherlock in that sense, where like I kind of try and study people. Like there was one time, like I saw this dude, and this is gonna sound so stupid. I don't know why I'm saying this, but. I saw this one dude once, you know, like he had like some dirt on his pants and like, you know, a little bit of hair on his sleeve. And I was like, you know, he's probably a pet owner. You know, he probably had a rough night. You know, like he just came from work. You know, like I, I'm that kind of person that will try and think of like what they did to try and be just 
more aware. I think I think the thing that I enjoy is being aware. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I enjoy sociology so much and trying to study other people is because not only do I like to be aware, but it helps me feel more at ease to, even if I have to trick myself in knowing that like, yeah, you know, maybe that person just had like a rough day because then I know I'm not the only one. That, that sounds mm-hmm. so, so bad, so bad. And like, I don't mean to say that like I put other people down to make myself feel good, but it, it, you know, it's kind of comforting to know that like, oh, I might not be the only one that had a rough day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't see that more as you're putting others down. You're, you're basically like looking at it as, uh, uh, basically like I'm a human too, and so are these people. You know, we'll have good days, we'll have bad days, and it's nice to know that you know, even if I'm having a bad day, you know, this guy or this girl or this person over here may be having a bad day, and that's okay because that means you know, look at these other people who are having good days. I'll be able to have a good day oh, too. Yeah, so we'll yeah, that's what. So, Right there is what I mean by the wisdom. You, you take the negative, you turn it into positive. You're like, dude, you're going to be fine. Oh, I love that. But uh, I, I know that sounded really weird. I'm not trying to say I'm a weird person, but sometimes just kind of, that's like kind of what I just like find myself doing. I don't even know why, I guess, sometimes, even though I just kind of said why. It, it, it's almost like just a weird reaction. But. It's also good, too, because like you can see like like how you're saying like if someone's having a bad day. You can know to be like. Well, if they, if I have to, you know, interact with them, oh, yeah. if they're having a bad day, you know, maybe not, maybe like if they do something that might agitate me, I could take a step back and be like, okay, they probably had a bad day. It's, they're probably not in the, the best mood or their optimal state right now to be doing certain things and not to take it at heart. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, I, I'll just say I love that because that is so true. You know, you don't know what other people are going through. So it's, it's really nice to, be able to just kind of understand and i think that's what i like doing is understanding um yes, sir. so uh, I, i'm gonna ask this and if you want this taken out or you don't want to talk about it that's totally okay okay go but for th- it. this is something that i feel um a lot of people, especially now, could benefit from hearing just because of the world that we live in. And I don't mean to say mm-hmm. that in any negative light, not any negative light at all. Um, but would you be able to, how do I ask this without just being like super, super weird? Um, I you know- be direct about it. Okay. So I remember there was a, a little bit ago where you talked about um, your, um, you know, how, how you identify. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be able to kind of just explain that whole process for one, for me, for my own understanding, um, and my, uh, I'll say ignorance because I really don't know in general that, that process, I, I, I really don't know much about that, mm-hmm. this topic in general. And then two, to kind of be able to, I guess, just to to maybe like just i i said understand i'm sorry i'm stammering because i'm trying i like oh you're good you're um good. you know i, I think i guess I think mostly I for understanding yeah with. mostly just for like understanding help help me to like understand i guess that 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 whole processing like where you stand and you know just like how you've come to terms with it and maybe kind of like your now nah, I'll, I'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that because i don't i don't want to throw too many questions at you uh, so I have a question in regards to, are you talking about sexuality wise? Are you talking about like my sexuality? 
Yes. Like I'm just okay. and, and and I and I was ginger about it because I'm I don't want to be disrespectful and saying like oh you know like how like how do you identify like are are you trans or anything like that and ha- and just be totally wrong so I was trying to oh, trying yeah, to be ginger good. about that because I didn't want to offend you in any way. Oh no, I'm it's so hard to like to offend me. I like I don't ever get offended because I like having conversations about this. Yeah. Um, actually, me and uh, uh, Dragon in your server who's like talks a little frequently, <laughs> uh, we had a conversation about that uh, one time. Oh really? Um, and uh, because he has similar questions like this about it. So for anyone who doesn't know, I, I am bisexual. I, I identify as a, a, a bisexual male. Um, so what that means, or at least from like, I'll, I'll take the base, the base definition of it. Bisexuality is you're attracted to both genders. Um, you're attracted to both males and females. Um, and I, I will also say this because uh, a lot of people get this confusion um, especially when I did come out in high school about it, uh, when I, when I, uh, officially came out, uh, a lot of my friends who, uh, mostly were male at the time asked me if I was ever attracted to them. And I, I want to be as respectful in this answer is no, you can have, even if you're attracted to both genders or the same gender, your friends aren't, they're your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's the same as if a girl had a friend that's a guy or I had a friend that's a girl. You know, it doesn't mean I'm attracted. I'm just friend. I have a platonic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a bisexual, I'm attracted to both genders. Um, how I, how that came was it just been like that. Uh, I would say like I really started recognizing it in late middle school where I would just find also males attractive, where it was just like, you know how, you know, a straight person finds the opposite gender attractive, you know, like as they grow up, they, you know, start developing, you know, more than platonic feelings for someone of the opposite gender. That's the same for me with the same gender. Um, You know, I will see males and, you know, want to date them or find them attractive. Now, yes, I'm in a relationship right now, so... I don't see that now because I'm also monogamous, which I had to uh, also, I think that's the correct term. Hopefully that's the right term I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I think it's monogamous. Yeah. Um, So for people who don't know what monogamous means, that uh, is you uh, only have one partner. So the opposite is polygamy, which a lot of people know the term of. Monogamous is the opposite of that. It's one partner or one uh one relationship that you'll have at a time i'm a person who's monogamous but as a bisexual yes i did uh come to i guess start realizing that i was uh late middle school i think that's the correct way of wording it um and basically like yeah it's really just i'm attracted to both genders like as a straight person would see the opposite gender is how i see both you know now, obviously, there's, you know, we have preferences in people, you know, whether that's emotional, physical, that's still the same with me. You know, I can see a, a male that I'm attracted to and be attracted, and I can see a male that I'm not attracted to and not be attracted, and the same goes with female. It's, you know, uh, that's just, it's just how it is. It's just like, I see it the same as straight people see the opposite gender. I just see it with the same and the opposite. I'm attracted to both. 
you know, I've had relationships, healthy, good relationships with males and females. It's, um, I don't know how PG or not PG you want this to be. So you can, uh, you, you can speak your mind. Like if you really just like want to go into it, go ahead and go into it. it it's think, think of this as like, I don't want to hold back what you might want to say. Okay. I, I will still try to keep it, um, not crazy. Uh, so there, there are some, so for me personally, um, as a relationship with, same gender um it is slightly i don't know no it's not the correct word it's you still have preferences within that uh like i was originally saying so for me uh with males you know i usually find attraction and liking towards people who are uh you know more assertive more dominant in situations you know what i mean like yeah. they're more upfront about things and assertive yeah uh because in my stance like even I, and i say this term not meaning it also in uh in a sexual sense but also in like a just a relationships uh sense that you know i switch between being assertive and introverted i switch between those things yeah. so i like someone who can kind of either balance that or kind of combat that in certain situations so i like assertive people you know, that can, so if I'm being insecure or being introverted or being, uh, as the other term submissive, you know, I can have someone who's, you know, assertive or, uh, uh, a dominant in that situation. I'm trying to be kind of like PG about it. No, I, I, I thank you one, but like I said, you know, if, if you feel that you need to go into something, please go ahead and just kind of mm -hmm. go for it. Also, what was some of the other parts of the, the question? Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I guess uh, pretty much I just wanted to have you help me understand, I don't want to say like a process, you know, but just kind of understand, you know, like maybe like how you came about that, which you answered, or maybe, you know, like how it is, which, you know, you answered. Um, but I guess just more as like a clarification kind of thing, not, not because like I need to know you, you know. But more mm -hmm. so, yeah. Here, I'll ask this: what what would be um, what would be kind of like a uh, some advice that you could help? Some, like, for example, you know me, I I don't know much about this topic. That it's something that I just never really understood. Um, mm -hmm. So, what would be like a piece of advice you would give to me to maybe you know make you feel more comfortable, or maybe you you know like what what would be something that you would tell someone like me? Uh, like a like a piece of advice. Sorry, I I I don't know how else to really preface that. Oh, you're good. Uh, I actually I was thinking of an answer, um, and this is more of advice for people in general. Um, be wary when looking up bisexuality because there's actually a big conflict in the LGBTQ community, um, which is kind of funny because B in LGBTQ stands for bisexuality, but there's a there's this there's a a group of people in LGBTQ and some straight people have the same thinking that bisexuality doesn't exist or that it's wrong or it's not right. Even people in the community still think that about bisexuality and there's a lot of hate towards bisexual people. Even with, even there's, there's even some, uh, 
openly spoken homosexuals who have a lot of, I wouldn't say anger, but distaste or dislike for bisexuals. Because a lot of people think that bisexuality isn't a thing, or it's just people that are curious, you know, Mm -hmm. and or it's people testing the waters. And so they'll say, oh, I'm bisexual. And it's like, no, that's why curious is a, is a term. There's things called bi-curious or um, uh, uh, homoflexible, I think is what the term was, which okay. is another term in, in, in an entirety. But um, there, there's a lot of like research in that. I used to attend a club at my college called... Um, I forgot the name of it, but there's a club at my college where uh, at the beginning of the fall semester, they would hold in one of their meetings um, LGBTQ 101, and they would have people come up and speak about it of all different sexualities and help just educate people. I knew a lot of straight people who went, who just wanted to learn more. Um, But like things like that, one thing I just really just want people to know is that if you're curious of like looking or just researching, not like you're curious in the like doing those things. Um, but if you're curious in like just researching it or learning it, um, just be careful. Cause there's a lot of people that have, uh, negative feelings towards bisexuality. A lot of people don't think it's real. And personally, you know, obviously personally, but it, it is real because there, there, there are people who, just find just the same they you can still find the same gender and an opposite gender attractive at the same time like there's and if you are you know bisexual you know you find them both attractive it's and like there's other people who think like oh you can't be bisexual and have just one relationship you gotta have two or you're gonna have two like no that's not a thing you still i mean you can have two and be bisexual but it's not a thing to automatically assume if that makes sense, just because they find both attractive doesn't mean they're going to leave the current partner for a different partner of the same or opposite gender. It doesn't mean that they're going to have two relationships so they can have one with the same and one with the opposite gender. It doesn't necessarily mean that if they do do that, that's their own thing. And, you know, go them for doing their own thing as long as there's consent. But, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean those things. And it, bisexuality is not a, not all the time. I'm going to say not all the time because there is sometimes, you know, people are all different and people are all unique. Yeah. But most of the time, bisexuality is not a stepping stone to being homosexual. Bisexual is, you know, people are bisexual. You know, they, they're just bisexual. That's not a stepping stone to being gay, even if a bisexual female has a partner who's female. That doesn't mean they're homosexual. That just means they have a, a a same gender relationship or a homosexual relationship, but that doesn't make them homosexual. And a, a bisexual can have a relationship with a homosexual. That doesn't make them both homosexual. If that, if that makes sense, um, it's just you're bisexual. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's. Um, I mean, I, I I can't explain more. Really. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I got you. Would Would it be fair to kind of say it this way? Um just kind of be you know if instead of just like going straight to any sort of judgment just like understand what it is just like be aware yeah yeah my my biggest thing um is like if people ask me questions about it 
I just try to explain it in the most, you know, open way and most respectful way. Hopefully I didn't offend anyone with that. I, I hope I didn't. And, you know, if you are offended, I <laughs> very, very sorry. I, <laughs> you know, I just got off work. So no, nah, you're good. Um, but you're, uh, you're good. Um, I do have one more question on this on this subject. And again, if, if you want this left out, because this might be a, a tad too personal for you. Um, but would would you be able to um, help? Uh, or I, I, I should let me just come out. How did your parents take it? Or how have, you know, you already kind of explained some of your friends, but how have some of the people, you know, that, you know, your family or like, you know, some of your mentors and stuff, how have they taken it and how did they respond um, to you coming out like this? It, this it, is be... Again, if you want to explain that, if you don't want to, again, I can cut this out. No, it's fine. Um, I'm going to be very careful with what I say. Yeah, of course, um, of course. Uh, so, uh, if you want to bleep it out, that's okay. I'm going to try to be as careful as possible nah, because nah, you're this, this starts to involve more than just sexuality in this, uh, answer. Um, so when I did come out, it was sophomore year of high school. Uh, and it was first to two of my friends due to a whole plethora of things that shouldn't have happened that were out of my control and not my fault. Um, but I don't blame the people who did it. Uh, so I kind of have that pseudo love Simon type of thing. If anyone's ever seen that movie, I really love that movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I teared multiple times every time I watch it. Oh, um, so I, I have a s similar thing in the essence that a, a friend told people about me before I did it in a similar way of love Simon. Um, but I forgave them. They're 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 a good friend of mine. And uh that same time I uh told my mother and my mother had a lot of questions and you know I sat down and talked to her a lot and she was confused. And granted, I, I understand. She she was raised in a different time with a different mindset, with uh a different raising process i guess is the word i'm looking for a different she was raised differently like a, uh, in a different like a, time like a different upbringing yep a okay. different upbringing which i get it i'm from a very religious family um my mother's side is very very strictly or is is religious in a very strict sense and so is my father's side um my dad and my uncle are pastors, if, if that helps. So it was difficult in the essence because they're more on uh, their side of Christianity. Their denominations are pretty strict ones. Um, so Wait, they had... Uh, oh, what's up? Real, real quick, just so then, because, you know, I, I'm religious and, and I understand mm -hmm. how different religions view this topic. Would you be able to tell me what denomination they are? Uh, my mother's side is Church of Christ. Okay. And my dad's side is a mixture. Uh, some of them are Presbyterian Ooh. and some of them are Baptist. Ooh. Oh, so okay. it's... Pretty, pretty yeah, hardcore, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean with strict. I'm trying to be um, careful with my words because I don't want to offend people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get you. 
So if you, like I said, if you want to bleep any of this out, that's, I, I totally understand. No, no you're, you're um, good. Of course, of course, go on. You're, you're good. Uh, so they had trouble understanding it. Um, my mom eventually told some of my family members as I started telling my friends, I really didn't tell my mom to do that. I told her I wanted to, but it was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, there was only one person she didn't tell, which was my great grandmother, but I perfectly understand that that's due to my great grandmother's health. And I don't want that to cause any negative things. So I just told her, yeah, that's good that you didn't tell her. I won't tell her just uh, for health reasons because mm -hmm. uh, my great grandmother's went through multiple strokes. And so I don't want to cause any more stress on that side because she's very, very religious. So um, I don't want to cause like any like uh, pr other problems or issues in her realm that she's already having to deal with a bunch of others, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but my dad's side, my dad was actually very, very, um, how would I, how do I want to word this? I, I guess I would say open about it. Like he was very understanding. My dad was, he, and so was my stepmother. They were very understanding, um, which really shocked me. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, and yeah, my dad here and there makes jokes that, you know, aren't the greatest jokes, kind of like the Love, Simon jokes uh, that his dad did to him before his dad knew, but this was like after my dad knew for me. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes with that, but, you know, sometimes I'll just pull him to the side and say, hey, dad, that was, you know, a little too far for me. Um, and he'll say, I'm sorry, and you know, and we'll make up right then and there in like five seconds. And it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. So... My dad's really, really, really good about it. Um, also, I want to point out, I don't have a really close relationship with my parents, so that's another thing I want to throw out there. Uh, but my dad's side, besides them, my grandparents, that's uh, my dad's parents. That's, uh, that's, that's complex because me and my grandfather, like I said, we were really close when I was young. And we're still pretty close. This... Um, my sexuality kind of uh, made that a little bit more difficult of us having uh, a grandson grandfather relationship. Um, we're so close, but not as close anymore. Yeah. Uh, he and I get in a lot of debates over various uh, controversial and contemporary things, um, mm -hmm. which I like the debates. He also, that also developed my love of debating and discussion and stuff like that. Cause we would have, some nights and some days we'll have uh, really good discussions that are just civil and respectful. And then other times, you know, depending on who's there, because I have an aunt who's uh, also bisexual and she did some things in coming out that I would suggest people not do, mm -hmm. um, which created a lot of problems and really hurt her relationship with my grandparents. Um, so there's, if she's around or other people uh, that hold similar mindsets in our family are around, it kind of gets a little bit uh, aggressively or just aggressive or like there's a lot of conflict uh, and discussion. Like, you know, you'll have those angry family dinners where people are yelling or something or yeah. stuff like that. Um, my mom, though, is a different story. Um, and uh, I'll end it with uh, my mom's side with my mom and I, 
to go back to my freshman year of college, when I was going into freshman year, when I was moving, uh, me and my mom were shopping, get me a bunch of like clothes and furniture and all this stuff and a uh, mini fridge and all that. And so we went to Hot Topic because my mom thought I was still in love with Hot Topic and I love clothes <laughs> from it. Yeah. She thought, oh, you still like Hot Topic. Let's go to Hot Topic. So I was like, okay, mom, fine. Because I'm at the point, like, I just want to buy clothes online. I don't want to go shop. Yeah. Um, but uh, we go on the Hot Topic, and I find this shirt that's, like, uh, it has, like, the rainbow flag on it. And it, um, you know, says this, uh, like, uh, I think it said gay pride on it or something. I don't remember. And I was like, mom, I want that shirt. And she was like, you sure? You sure you want that shirt? And I was like, yeah, I really want the shirt. I'll buy it right now. I have the money because I was paying for clothes out of my own pocket at first. Yeah. Um, and she was just helping me along the way if I needed things. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want this shirt. She was like, are you sure? Because I, I think you're just going through a phase. And mm, okay, that's where uh, I got into a, I will say, respectful that heated conversation with my mother. I still try to keep it respectful. Um, I ended up just going the next day by myself and buying the shirt. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want an ending to that story. <laughs> but yeah, uh, me and my mom, we have uh, interesting conversation or interesting feelings on it. Um, but I still love my mother to death and we, we have a good relationship. It's just, we, if the subject comes up about it, we dance around it because I know where she stands on it and she knows where I stand on it. And we just um, dance around yeah. uh, and try to avoid it. She has been supportive of when, of my like uh, ex partners that were uh, male. She was supportive of them. Um, but I could tell that something was off when they were around when she was around. Like if we went on a dinner, like I was, you know, if I introduced them or if we went yeah. like on a dinner with like my mom's stepdad and I and my you know, partner at the time, I could tell something was off, but they at least tried. And yeah. that's what I appreciate. Mm. That's it's actually really nice to hear because I know that there is a lot of religious people that will hear, oh, this person's bisexual, and then just excommunicate them from their lives. Or whenever something comes up about it, you know, like, for example, your mom and you, you know, you hang out together, you have a great time, but when that comes up, then I, I know people that will just be like, nope, don't want to talk about it, you know? Like, they're, they're uncomfortable with the fact that they can't even hold a conversation with it, you know? They might view it as wrong, but they're mm -hmm. not willing to at least talk about it, which there's nothing wrong about. So I, I, I'm very encouraged to hear that. And I, I'm glad that it sounds like you are being treated in a respectful way. That, that's encouraging to me. Well, but I, I like to tell people who are curious about it or have came out about it is that um, you, you'll have a lot of, trials i'll say or or or, or uh, challenges uh that comes with it but i promise you that if you're in high school once you leave high school it gets better you're going to meet a lot more people you're going to meet more people that will understand and that and the, and the world's completely different like outside of you know middle school high school type of life people are different People are, 
you'll you'll meet all walks of life. You'll be all sorts of people, and oh, it's yeah. good to have an open mind. And those people will try their best to have an open mind back. And if you go to college, you're gonna meet people like how I was talking about. There's a club here, and I'm in Tennessee. Uh, I'll I'll say what state I'm in. I'm in, I go to Tennessee Tech, and there's a you know I'm in the southeast region of the U.S., which is predominantly like more uh, conservative leaning with uh, and, and very uh, religious in those sense, you know, not to say religious people, you know, are not all religious people are against it. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to think and believe when what you believe in, but I'm totally cool with that. As long as it doesn't hurt people. Um, as long as you're not harming anyone, I'm happy with whatever you do with your life. As long as you're not breaking the law or harming people, I am happy with what you do in life. Um, even if you don't think the way I do go for it. Um, but even for me down here, there's a, there's a club for it. And like, I promise you in like college or, you know, if you go straight into the workforce, you know, wherever you go, there's going to be people that you'll meet and that will change your life for the better. And you'll make good friends and you'll grow. Like, yeah, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, it definitely does. I can remember getting out of high school and not going right away to college. Um, even when I was out of high school, like life was just so much better. It, it, it being free from that, but also, you know, understand like, this is what I want to do, whether that be further education or working and, you know, meeting people wherever you're at, it helps you grow so mm-hmm. much. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of running out of time. I, I try and keep these about an hour long or so. Um, and okay. so I, I don't want to cut this short, you know, and, and be rude in any way. Uh, first I want to say thank you very much for opening up. That's, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to go down that road, but I decided to. Uh, so I, I'm very, you know, appreciative that, you know, you chose to open up uh, and your bravery in doing that. Um, but I do want to I do want to end on this. And I and I warned you a little bit. I said, I'm going to give you a little bit of a platform right now. Uh, you know, I'm going to elevate you just a little bit more. What is one piece of advice that you could give to anyone right now? It could be about what you just talked about. It could be about something totally different. But what would be like your 30 second or like a minute piece of advice? Okay. My minute piece of advice kind of goes with sort of what I've been talking about. Communication. Okay. I've been thinking about this communication. Well, I've always like had this mindset, but I, when you told me it, I thought about it. Uh, communication. Just like if you're having a problem or if you're, you know, butting heads with somebody or if you're in a relationship and there's, you're feeling like, you know, something isn't there or something's going on or, you know, you want to like express something or get closer with the person, even if it's a friend or a mentor, a parent, whatever, just communicate, like text them, call them, you know, speak to them in person, pull them to the side, talk to them. Like communication will solve so many of your problems. Like, and I'm so glad I learned that, um, like coming out of high school, going into college, like communication is a key and it will solve like 80 to 90 percent of the problems you come in life is if you just communicate with people and just express your feelings and like express your thoughts in a respectful way nine times out of ten they'll reply and the problem will be fixed in a matter of seconds if not minutes instead of just letting it boil up and exploding um, which is the worst thing that could happen and ruins a lot of relationships, whether it's platonic or not platonic. So the biggest thing I'd suggest is communication. And also if you're the person like in a relationship or something, 
always like tell your partner it's like it's okay to talk to me whenever you're ready and this could also be for like friends or anyone really just say i'm ready for whenever you want to tell me something and take your time with it but always keep a level of communication and that that's my that's my one minute that's my one minute ted talk of advice oh that's so true i and I, i'm just going to add this uh real quick i i can vouch for for that piece of advice you know being married and everything gotta communicate if you just expect the other person to know you know it, it ain't gonna work the other person gonna get mad you really have to learn communication it is definitely a key if you're super introverted learn how to communicate non-verbally if you really cannot speak in front of people or to people learn some way how to communicate non-verbally uh i don't i don't mean to steal your thunder i just felt like i needed to add that but uh, oh, you're good. And to go off that thing with introvert, <laughs> um, one thing that really helped me was texting. Like, if you're if you're shy to talk to people, just uh, text them. You know, like it, like when I had problems and like uh, or I had like questions that I was nervous to ask, like my friends or my my parents or something, I would just say, "Hey, is it okay if I text you this because I'm, you know, you know, nervous of asking this or shy? I know nervous is kind of a weird word, but." Yeah, uh, to use nowadays, but just like just like open up to them through texting, writing, leaving a note, you know, or uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but l- leave them a letter, so to speak. Like it doesn't have to be an envelope or anything, but just like leave them something to say. Or you can say, "Hey, I need to talk to you, but I'm kind of nervous. Uh, you know, let me know when you want to talk and or when you can talk, and uh, just bear with me while I talk to you. And then just take it slow and just just talk." that's that's awesome well Bo thank you so much um sorry if it felt like some of this stuff was cut short uh but I really appreciate you coming home from work right away <laughs> sitting down and talking with me and, and being so open uh it's it's really nice to you know hear that stuff and be able to learn uh from it and so I want to say one thank you for you know for helping me personally grow but also thank you you know for doing this uh for the podcast it's I I, I really appreciate it in both senses no problem awesome well thank you both for doing this again uh i hope you have a good night you know go shower because you probably stank let's be honest <laughs> uh, but yeah I'll, I'll talk to you you know within the next few days i will for sure let you know when this goes live um which will uh, to kind of give you an estimation uh, probably about two weeks or so uh give or take just a little bit um but yeah thanks again uh, i hope you have no a good problem. night and uh, have a great weekend you too thanks Bo. see ya See ya. Across the Pond was produced, recorded, and edited by me, Daniel. The logo was created by Sealman, aka Mark. Music was produced by the Black Couch label, featuring solo artist Ollie H. Thanks everyone for listening. If you feel that this was something that deserved rating, please rate it however you see fit. If you want to contact me, email me at acrosspond01 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at KingServant. That's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of Across the Pond.